Hi, everyone. Welcome to This Week. I'm Babrin Watts. And I'm Leslie Erdelak. The Federal Trade Commission recently announced an investigation of six large U.S. pharmacy benefit managers, basically sending orders for information and records on business practices of the pharmaceutical benefit managers. Leslie, I need your help with this. You know, <laughs> you know, although I have a background in pharmacology, which basically aids in drug development and how drugs interact in the body, anything after the approval of these drugs, I'm pretty much lost. So, you know, and when it comes to, in particular, pharmacy benefit managers, I'm extremely lost. So serving as a proxy for some of our listeners, my first question is, what are pharmacy benefit managers? Yeah, well, you're not alone. I think, you know, there are a lot of people who've never heard of pharmacy benefit managers or PBMs, but these companies actually have a lot of influence and almost everyone is affected by PBMs, by their business practices, whether you know it or not. And that's why the FTC, which is, um, you know, an independent law enforcement agency within the federal government, they um, oversee consumer protection issues. They launched this inquiry to understand the role that PBMs play in the U.S. pharmaceutical market and how they affect prices and consumer choices when it comes to prescription drugs. And so to answer your question, PBMs are like third-party administrators that manage prescription drug benefits on behalf of health insurance companies. They're hired to negotiate rebates and fees with drug manufacturers. They create drug formularies. They reimburse pharmacies for patients' prescriptions. And so pharmacy benefit managers control, you know, to some degree, what medicine you get, how you get it, where you get it, and importantly, how much you pay for it. So they're separate from pharmacies? It's a great question. And, you know, in terms of how they operate, that's something that, you know, the FTC is looking into. PBM operations are very much still considered to be, you know, kind of a black box. And um, a lot of pharmacies, you know, especially the small independent ones are saying that, you know, their contractual terms and their relationships with PBMs are kind of, you know, they're confusing, they're unfair, and they're just really opaque. And I think I, I want to take this opportunity to, you know, to talk about consolidation and some of the things that are happening there. And the FTC actually said earlier this year that it was not going to take up an investigation about PBMs. But, um, you know, this most recent development obviously, um, you know, reverses that decision. So there's no official word on why the commission decided to move ahead. But I think part of the reason might be that there have been a series of mergers over the past few years, meaning that um, the biggest pharmacy benefit managers are now vertically integrated or aligned with the biggest health insurance companies. And so some of these PBMs are run by companies that also operate health plans. Optum, which is part of United Health Group, Humana. There's the relationship between Caremark, which has ties to CVS Health and Aetna, for example. Um, so it really raises a lot of questions about conflicts of interest and sort of the anti-competitive behavior of these companies. And that puts a lot of pressure on medical decision making. 
So scrutiny of pharmacy benefit managers is nothing new. I mean, uh, several reports have have said that Congress have been scrutinizing them as well for some time. Why is it for those same reasons that you just mentioned? Yeah, you know, the the practices, as you said, you know, have come under a lot of scrutiny. You know, are they contributing to high prescription drug prices? Are PBMs designing their formularies in such a way that they're interfering with um, a patient's ability to access, you know, that medication. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think we I think it's a combination of people, you know, being frustrated by how much out-of-pocket drugs costs. Um, those costs are increasing. You know, there's the recognition that PBMs are profiting so much, and we want to understand why. And so um, the FTC actually put out a request to the public for input back in February. And, you know, that covered a range of issues in the PBM market, including these contracting practices, rebates, pricing policies. And they now have more than 24,000 public comments on record. So, um, yeah, so the, the six companies that are getting orders from the FTC through this study um, are going to have 90 days to respond and relinquish, um, you know, documents about their uh, business practices. So for a person like me, you know, how will this impact the everyday healthcare consumer? Will we see a rise in drug costs or, or what? I mean, like, how will this impact us? So I think the question around, you know, if and how PBMs are contributing to these escalating drug prices is for me something that's really kind of hard to untangle. But going back to what I was talking about a minute ago, the other issue the FTC is going to be studying is whether having health plans and pharmacies in this sort of um, this sort of monopolistic arrangement creates incentives to really steer patients away from certain pharmacies and towards certain specialty pharmacies, mail order pharmacies, certain retail pharmacies that are affiliated with the PBM, um, putting profits and profitability over patient care, which um, is something that we that we so often hear. And you know, I think it's I think it's really easy to sort of cast PBMs as the bad actors here, but their actual function within the pharmaceutical supply chain, I think, is really important. They're supposed to be negotiating directly with drug makers to help lower drug prices and reduce drug spending. And that's a good thing. But the reality seems to be that there's just very little accountability. The incentives seem to be misaligned. And there's just a real lack of regulatory oversight here. So so where is this investigation likely to go? Is it related to other trends seen with um, FTC regulations of the pharmaceutical industry? So I think what we're seeing is this collective push, I think, um, at the state level, at the federal level, all the way up to the Supreme Court, right? So they're trying to rein in pharmacy benefit managers, um, rein in how they operate, or at least put into place more transparent industry standards. And all of that litigation, all of that legislative activity, I think, um, you know, maybe we'll have to talk about another time. But, uh, you know, suffice it to say, I think policymakers are going to be really invested in what the PBMs are willing to turn over to the FTC and what we'll learn about their business practices as a result. And 
to sort of answer the second part of your question, the FTC has the authority under um, Section 6B of the Federal Trade Commission Act to run these kinds of studies. They've looked at supply chain disruptions, you know, not specific to the pharmaceutical industry, but they've also studied things like generic competition and issues around acquiring patents. So it's all very much tied, I think, to the agency's work to promote competition in the healthcare marketplace. Um, so buckle up, stay tuned. I think there's more to come. Well, thank you so much, Leslie, for making sense of this. Well, folks, I tried. Well, <laughs> you did well. You did better than me. <laughs> well, folks, uh, you know, I hope you have more insight into FTC's investigation of pharmacy benefit managers. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the show and enjoyed how we describe, well, how Leslie described uh, pharmacy benefit <laughs> managers, please tell a friend. We'll see you next week. Thanks, babe. <laughs>